Hello everybody and welcome to edition number 44 of the No Marks Allowed podcast. I am Michael Mayan. We are on the road to 50 editions of the No Marks Allowed podcast, 50 episodes. Thank you for listening so far to the first 43 and you're listening now to episode number 44. Before you do anything else, if you've listened to one of our previous shows or maybe after you, you listen to this show, if you're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are, Go ahead and give us a rating, like, share, and subscribe, all that good stuff, and uh, get us get our names around. The more listeners that can enjoy it like you can, the better it is for everybody involved. Anyway, alongside me, as always, is one Mr. Evan Williamson. We are still about, what did we decide last week, four hours oh, away? I'm a little farther. I'm house-sitting for my sister, so I'm farther away. Oh, you're house sitting for your sister. So now, how far away are you? Um, let's see here. That's why you were ready at eight o'clock this morning. Yeah, I got woke up by their stupid cats. Five o'clock in the morning. So this is so. First of all, one of the cats has always hated me. I don't know why. Bipolar Did you take it to get the clawed? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I've never taken it to the vet. So just like. For some reason, like, this cat hisses at me all the time, but, like, she'll, like, like, if you pet her, she'll be like, oh, you know, a cat's, oh, nice, I like the pet. And then she realizes she's petting her, and she hisses at me. Yeah, yesterday I fed her, and she was, like, you know, all, like, excited for the food. But then while I passed her, she hissed at me, and then proceeded to be excited for the food again. <laughs> this morning, about 5 o'clock, I wake up, and I was warned that the, that this cat would wake me up in the mornings. I didn't. That wasn't the way I would. They were on the stove licking the food off the spoon, so I had to feed them again. So, yeah, that was my morning. Uh, then I, I was able to go back to sleep for a little bit, but... Oh. So, are you a cat guy or a dog guy? Uh, I'm both. Yeah. It is four hours and 16 minutes. So still all about so it's about four and a quarter hours away for us, uh, four and a quarter hours apart. But you know what they say: distance make the pro- makes the podcast grow fonder. Um. So anyway, what do we have on today's show? You may ask. Well, that's a great question. On this forty fourth edition of the No Marks Love podcast. We have the random in the rumor, of course. We'll talk about uh, SmackDown from last week. Now, did we do a show before or after NXT? I can't remember. It was before because it was on a Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. So we will mention NXT from last week as well. And then, of course, we will get into the horror show. And then Thursday, you know, it's a pay-per-view week. So, again, double podcast week, double helping of No Marks Allowed. We'll talk about Raw, NXT. So, you know, from this week, uh, Kyrie Sane and much, much more, because after her booking on Raw, I'm really confused. Evan, I would assume you are too. I'm not confused. You're not? No. Oh, you you must have seen something I didn't, because I'm incredibly confused with her. I mean, I'm I'm confused on, you know, like, some things, but I pretty much understand. So we'll talk about if that on I Thursday. what I think is happening is happening. Evan also has marked here and more. What more is, who knows? 
because we don't know. Um, so anyway, oh, oh, there it is. I was gonna say I'm having a heck of a time trying to find the NXT results from last week, but I ended up finding it as uh, I said that. So. Well, but first, Evan, you know what we need to do? <clears throat> yep. We need to get to what? the random and a rumor. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, big week for Stardom. Apparently, um, the uh, there's been a couple championship changes and big matches made for this weekend. So, uh, we have a new future of Stardom champion, uh, Maka. Um, Maka is M A I K A is is the uh, new future of Stardom Champion, and I'm about 99% sure I know what that means now. Um, I think it's uh, uh, some of the... I think it's uh, the younger talent's belt. Mm-hmm. Um, because she happens to be, like, she's already been in the business for, like, a year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Starlight Kid was the first champion, and she started young. They all pretty much start young. And also, um... The Goddess of Stardom Championship, which is the Tag Team Championships, which was held by Bea, Pris- Bea Priestley and Jamie Hayter, um, are being vacated because of the pandemic. Um, so, so, but some of the matches have already been made. This weekend, of course, the, you have the uh, championship, the main championship match between Mayu and... Uh, Kiona on the tw- on Friday, I think, but also she has a chance to become a double champion if she ends up winning because for the vacated title it'll be uh, Jungle Kiona and Konami versus the number one contenders Utami Hayashita and Saya Kamitani to determine the new champs. Uh, there's also going to be a championship match. I believe that's the fast rising, high speed. I was close. High speed mm-hmm. championship will be AZM, Starlight Kid, and Riho. Uh, Riho is the champion, so she might lose it since she's technically AEW, even though she's stuck in Japan. So who knows? Um, and then of course the uh, the belt that was. That was uh, vacated because of injury or retirement act is going to be decided. The Wonder of Stardom Championship, Julia and Tom Nakano in the tournament finals. Mm-hmm. So, very exciting, pretty stacked card for this weekend. Um, apparently, it's a national holiday, so be it, so it's not surprising. What holiday is it? I don't know. I only know about three or four Japanese holidays, and I don't know when they are. So, um, Slam anniversary and the the next two kind of go together. Uh, the Good Brothers have officially signed with TNA Impact Impact Wrestling. Um, they uh, actually did this kind of a cool video um, at midnight. Um, they were. It's not really the impact zone anymore, but at midnight they posted a video of them inside the ring at impact saying that they were there. Um, pretty good contract, too. I think it's the same that they were offered the first time around. 
mm-hmm. but decided to go WWE. Um, but this contract allows them to compete in, with New Japan, so able to go both places. Uh, TNA had their Slam is Slam Anniversary their WrestleMania equivalent? Yes. Okay, so they had their WrestleMania equivalent show. A um, lot of surprises. Um, nobody's been confirmed, signed yet. I don't think. Besides the Good Brothers, no. We um, see but three. They, is he confirmed signed? Well, they released a video on the 18th of EC3 um, in front of a black wall with three slash marks on it, and his facial hair look hair looks terrible. And he doesn't say anything. He smashes a bottle of Jack against the wall. Looks at the camera intimidatingly, and the headline says EC3 returns Tuesday on Impact. Yeah, he's going to be on... They're all going to be on Impact on Tuesday, but I don't think any of them have been officially signed. Well, I wouldn't think it's very hard for EC3 to sign. Well, no. Wouldn't be hard at all. Um... Uh... I'm trying to find well, the results. Perazzo wrestled yeah. the title, so... Yeah, Deanna Perazzo um, is, is, after not being used much on NXT, ended up coming in and defeating Jordan uh, for the uh, TNA Knockouts Championship. And uh, what I've heard, it was a pretty good match, uh, and uh, Ray is the number one contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other people that showed up at Slammiversary are Eric Young, uh, Heath Slater, um, EC3, of course, and the Good Brothers, but Good Brothers have signed. Mm-hmm. Um, was that it? Uh, did, uh, we are, did, uh, let's see. We already mentioned Perazzo. Yeah. Perazzo was our there. Oh, she was okay. Um. Uh, oh, uh, Rhino and Heath Slater. Rhino was already there. Uh, he's. Uh, I mentioned Heath Slater. Heath Slater. Okay. Um. I mean the Motor City Machine Guns, but I was talking more of. Yeah, but those are more WWE guys. Yeah. I was talking about people that have gotten that are finally able to compete. Right. Speaking of competing, uh, that brings us uh, all, if most, if not all, non-compete clauses are finished now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, where do you think some people go? I mean, just a few lists off the top of my head. We have Maria and Mike Canales. We have. Rusev, um, Eric Rowan. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more, but those are the only people I can think of. This is how in my head. Oh, uh, in English, but he hasn't really said much in either. What do you Rusev think? Rusev will be a big town someplace. Do you think Rusev would come back to WWE since Lana's there for at least four more years? Yeah, well, yeah, well, the Good Brothers were supposed to be there, for, you know, freaking five years too. So I don't know if they actually, she actually is. So who knows? Um, I don't know. I guess 
We'll see. So I think Rusev would there. I think I actually think Maria and Mike probably go to, back to Ring of Honor, maybe. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if any English went back to WWE in a, some form of capacity. Uh, Heath Slater will be back in WWE in about three years to win to win the WWE Championship. <laughs> He'll be much more buff. The prophecy. Well, he's already buff. No, 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 no. But he'll be more buff. The prophecy will be fulfilled. Uh, the 3MB prophecy. Um, I think uh, I did. Man, but every one of the three-man band has won that title, but me, and I got kids. I can see the promo now. Um, I forgot to mention, as the Good Brothers mentioned that, uh, some things that they were able to release after that. By the way, it baffles me that Impact, apparently, at least they had with Tessa Blanchard, have a, what do they call it when you're not allowed to talk bad about them when you leave? Mm, uh, not talk, not talk crap about us, Claus? No, there's a specific name for I it. I don't know. Anyway, Impact has that, at least for Tessa Blanchard. WWE never puts that in their contract, apparently. Well, yeah, because it don't matter for them. Um, if Tessa Blanchard says TNA is a horrible place to work, no one would ever work there. If, or maybe not Tessa. If enough people said TNA was a horrible place to work, nobody would work there. People say WWE is a horrible place to work, WWE just said, here's $2 million. Okay. Um, but they mentioned they mentioned that uh, whether this is true or not, you know who knows. But apparently, the Good Brothers weren't on the list of weren't on the short list to be released. According to them, they were told by somebody that Paul Heyman ended up suggesting that they go. That's why AJ was so mad at him, and AJ went to. Went to Vince himself, and Vince himself said that that was Heyman. So, who knows? I was going to say, isn't there some deal in here where they say Paul Heyman's fully, you know what? Oh, yeah. Of course, we already knew that, but... Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't think he was. Um... Yeah, so that's pretty much all I have for the random and the rumors, I think. Alright, go ahead and move on to NXT. Yep. Sure, NXT from last week. Because we like chrono- chronology here. Um, <sighs> yeah, It's been a week, so I can't remember too, too much, but I do know the Dijak and Keith Lee was very good as always. Because, basically... Other than Keith Lee saying frenemy, which sounded weird. Um, Why does it sound weird? Just because he said it, or just the concept? No, because he said it. Um, And the position he's in right now, saying it. Keith Lee brought out his first challenger for both titles. It was Dominic Dijakovic. They had another really good match. I think I was the one that last week said, or maybe I just said this around to some friends. 
I really hope Dijak gets a shot because that that's a, a shoo-in for another great match. Well, he technically just got a shot. No, I know, but like like after Keithy won the titles, mm. I said I don't remember who's on here or there was just to another wrestling friend of mine that I play video games with. I really hope that they let Dijak go with Keith Lee at least once, maybe twice, because that's a guaranteed way to get really good matches out of this double title run. And maybe you maybe you pull a surprise and have Dijak be the ones to get him, because I really like Dijak. Well, because <clears throat> Dijak will now be facing off against uh, Karrion Cross. Cross, yep, because Cross went after Dijak. Because Karrion Cross wants those titles, even though he has really... What, he's beaten Champa. <clears throat> I guess if he beats Dijek, then he's somewhat close, but I don't know. It feels... it To me, it kind of feels like they're trying to... They're not doing a good job of, like, getting him, like... <clears throat> they obviously want to strap a rocket to him and get him over, right? Mm-hmm. Does it feel kind of rushed to you? Or is that just me not liking him? Well, it's probably a little bit of both. Because it just feels like so he had some he had some squashes. He beat Champa. He kind of didn't do much. They teased Adam Cole. That never happened. Um. Although I guess that was technically to be a title feud, but still, it never showed up. Then she did the same thing to Keith Lee. They did a cold timer or whatever. And now they're like presenting him an official cold confrontation. It's like, okay, so he'll actually go after Dijak. <clears throat> so maybe there's a triple threat match cross Dijakovic and Cole for the run at Keith Lee's title at the next, uh, next pay per view or at the next takeover, I mean. Although those are pay-per-views, but you get what I'm saying. At the next takeover, and they do that thing, maybe that's how it is. I don't know, but it just, I don't, I just feel like he hasn't done anything. Like, he beat Tommaso Ciampa. Okay, yep, that's good. You know, maybe he should have beaten Gargano, too. Like, I, I feel like he needs, he should have had more, like, he should have at least... Another feud or two. Because, like, you have Dijakovic. Like, I think Damian Priest or Cameron Grimes would have been better to send into a title feud than Karrion Cross. Keep because, on mind, Karrion Cross isn't in the title feud yet. I know. But the, he's obviously going that direction. Well, yeah, but you could have said that as soon as he can. Bigger guy, uh, high profile. Of course, yeah, but but they're showing it like with the with the sand timers and the during Keith Lee's celebration, they're showing Scarlet and Karrion Cross up top. Like they're clearly showing that he's coming for the title in soon. But then mm-hmm. you have the guy Grimes and Priest who have they've done their NXT slow build with. They've done what they do so well to get guys over with. And I mean like Tim like to me, Carrion Cross is where Timothy Thatcher is just barely ahead of where Timothy Thatcher is. 
Thatcher is starting to get featured on TV. They're starting to push him a little bit, but they're pushing into the bottom, you know, the bottom or the mid card, basically. And someday he'll be up there for a title. But it's going to be a while while they get him known and get him recognized. And, and try and get him over, at least to some degree. And I feel like they're just rushing that with Karrion Cross. Speaking of Thatcher, he wrestled Denzel Desjardins again and won. This Desjardins guy can wrestle, by the way. Um, Damian Priest and Cameron Grimes also had a match. This was one that I assumed was going to be pretty good. And I uh, did not see NXT last week. I was here enjoying my time in Indiana. Uh, Evan, did you see this match? No. Okay. I, I, I feel like it can be more than assumed that this was just fine. Which match? Grimes and Priest, which Damien won, uh, by the way. I don't know. I, I actually have never seen, maybe seen Grimes wrestle twice. Yeah, they're both good. I mean, they're both good. I'm not the biggest fan of Damien Priest's gimmick. I don't think there's much there. But as far as wrestling goes, he's he's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with him. In fact, he's quite good. Cameron Grimes, I like his gimmick more, but he's also good in the ring. What is his gimmick? Uh, I seen, he looks like, you know, like almost Elias-like. Wait, Grimes? Not, not the singing part, but just like, you know, like looks like somewhat of a hippie. Australian. He's Australian? That's basically his gimmick. Hmm. It's weird. There has been nothing. Well, granted, I haven't seen a lot of it that has given that impression. Um, so, Tegan Knox and Io Shirai had a match for the NXT Women's title. I heard this match was really good. Main event. Yeah, it did. It uh, was... I think it lasted a while, like over 20 minutes. Yeah, it was on last. And I'll let you guess who won. Well, of course, Io won. Yep. We'll Although, again. apparently they did do their best to make Tegan look good, which is nice. Yeah. So, um, if anybody can put both people over, it'll be anybody Io Shirai faces. Let's see. Uh, do you and, care and frankly, about frankly, anybody him? Tegan Ox faces, too, because she's so good. And, of course, Dakota Kai end up kicking her in the face, uh, kicking Io in the face at the end of the night, saying that she is goo. That she wants to be NXT Women's Champion. Um, and uh, William Regal is going to make a huge announcement tomorrow. Don't know what it is about. What do you think? No idea. Uh, wait, in regards to what? It doesn't say. Oh. Um, um, maybe it doesn't say. Let me check real quick. Oh, it's probably just match. Because this was announced like yesterday or something. Uh huh. Ah, yes. Huge announcement set for Wednesday, WWE NXT. That's all it says. Oh, here is the. 
the uh, lineup for uh, NXT this week uh, for tomorrow. Um, he has the huge announcement. Uh, Dexter Loomis will be taking on Killian Dane, and Karrion Cross will take on Dominic Dijakovic. It's probably going to be a women's hmm. match. WWE on Fox is the is also tweeted this with some thinking emojis. The graphic mm-hmm. for the huge announcement. That's kind of interesting to me that basically the SmackDown television Twitter well, account. WWE Fox does all of them. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. No. It's kind of like... Uh... Uh, you know, uh, like uh, NBA on TNT has their own mm-hmm. Facebook, but they don't just talk about the, the games on stuff, TNT, okay. right? Yeah. Talk okay. about them all, right? Yeah. For the most part. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a debut? Is anybody due? Saturday is supposed to come in soon, but I think she's stuck in Japan. <coughs> so he, Here's some of the suggestions. Is he leaving? <laughs> uh, huh? Is he leaving? Oh, I doubt it. I have been furloughed. Some people say some people suggest that NXT Japan, uh, Robert Stone brand buying AEW. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Best Witches, Derek Flair's wife, who has coronavirus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess Derek, too, because you'd think he'd be high risk. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the limousine riding and other activities that. He is allegedly done. Somebody also suggests that it could be something as simple as an open tournament for the vacated North American Championship after Keith relinquishes it, which probably wouldn't happen. I don't think it would. It's only been a week. If it's been four months and he's like, I can't do this anymore, and then they have a a title that's like Grimes... Dijak, so, Somebody said Norman Smiley will get a title match. Oh, boy. Somebody said, hope it's not too huge that 50-plus demo have weak hearts and can't get overly excited. Oh, I know what it, I know what it is. It's going to be a mock of AEW. It's going to say that they beat AEW in a demo this week because Chris Jericho cut a promo on that last week. Um, yeah, what could it be? I think it's a title match or a number one contender match or something. Maybe announcing somebody suggested somewhere else of a takeover evolution. That would probably be later since... Uh, well, here's a Oh, question. that makes sense. Huh? The TakeOver Evolution thing would make sense, but who the hell are you going to have on it? Oh, there's a lot of people. Um, 
since I mean, I guess that doesn't really matter because you'll still have the same marketing and stuff. I said since uh, SummerSlam and presumably in next, he will be in the Performance Center slash uh, Full Sail. Uh, would, would they change the NXT TakeOver from TakeOver whatever to Evolution? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's But based on, you know, WWE announcements, it's probably going to be, you know, disappointing. Or not not necessarily disappointing, but just like the, the pomp and circumstance don't match with the results type thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we saw at the horror show. So that's pretty much all for NXT. Do you have anything else for NXT? Uh, no. Alright, are we ready for Down? Sure. Alright. Um, I'm trying to find the results for SmackDown real quick because just uh, because I wrote you know how I am. I write something down. I used to be really good at making notes, but uh, this week, for some reason, I was like, nah. That is July 3rd. <laughs> well, there was a, the Intercontinental Championship match was this week, right? Mm-hmm. That was a decent match, and uh, uh, they end up uh, they ended up uh, uh, Jay Ended up shaking his hand before he got uh, attacked by King Corbin. Well, hey, what did you think of the way they opened the show? <clears throat> I did not see the opening. Well, I'll send it to you right now because I, I want to see what I've you think of this. I've heard about it though that they like announced pretty much all the sh- uh, everything. Yeah, they basically happen. had every wrestler who was going to be involved in a match that night say what they were going to do and bliss on the uh, what you call it uh, uh, moment of bliss thing. Yeah, I think it's an interesting idea. I mean, I kind of like it from a television perspective, as far as the teasing idea, you know. I kind of like it from a TV perspective. Yeah, I thought it was weird that we're having the match for the winner gets to choose between a tables match and a steel cage match when everybody knows well that it was going to be a tables match because both teams put each other through a table. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah, there was like uh, a, apparently there was like a vote or something. It's like, oh, it's too close to call. Like, um, I don't, I don't, don't trust votes anymore. I'll have you know, we went to NBC, in Chicago, uh, a couple of years ago, and they had one of those polls, you know, for for one of the Cubs games. I think it was. A oh yeah, camp. didn't you say that they already artif- artificially inflamed it? Yes, they. So they had one, and like people were saying that, and they said. It says, okay, started clicking really fast on the other guy, so it ended up being... I was like, I feel like I've been cheated and lied to. Well, it's because it's whoever they're talking about. But it's whoever they're talking about gets the vote, if you notice. That's hilarious, though. Um... So we had, uh... 
a moment of bliss where the where everybody that Alexis Bliss likes, she said, was going to win at the horror show. Um, and then she said, you know, her best friend, or not best friend, she said, like, the, I don't even remember what she said, but Nikki thought she was talking about her, and so Nikki started talking, and, and Alexis was like, cool it, that's not who I was talking about. Um, and then, you know, the role models come out, and like, we weren't talking about you either. And then Oscars here. I have a question. Does this count as the first of four for Oscar for the WWE transfer? Who the hell knows? Well, it hasn't happened yet with her, so I would assume it was one. Well, she did have a match. So, yeah, I would say this was her first one. It, it Keep score at home, you guys, because uh, I've, I've only noticed Charlotte has done two. Two or three. I think two. Mm-hmm. Oscar's done one. And, and, Bailey's uh, done fifty. Who? Bailey and Sasha both done fifty. They're smacked. They're the tag team champions, so they can go on both. Okay, I thought Bailey did it. But, well, no, wait a minute. So then, how? Then what do you call Sasha having singles matches on Raw? The same thing when they had a. Uh, it's it's perfectly fine. They what? A Chris Jericho and Big Show and Chris Jericho the Jerry Show were. were Tag team champions, and they got to go to both shows. They uh, matches all the time. Okay. All right, then Oscar and Nikki Cross were in a tag team match against Sasha Banks and Bailey, and I might and I might say uh, a team with Oscar and Nikki Cross is great. Mm-hmm. It's just so much. Um. um but I think that we should uh, get to um, something that has been on my mind a little less than it has been because sometimes it's a good thing that we don't do the show right afterwards. So I want to preface this by saying um, I like Naomi. She's was, is one of my favorites. Uh, I've followed her since she signed with the company so like when she they signed her when she was an Orlando Magic dancer and then she went to FCW and won the FCW Women's Championship and then on NXT and so and she you know fortunately had some moments taken away because of injury and everything um I like her gimmick though I do not think the gimmick without fans um which I think you could agree with that I think do you, would you agree that? Her See, I don't, I don't, really- I don't think the gimmick is very good to begin with. But without fans, it's straight up like one of the worst. Like it's like, like I am not a big personal fan of the glow to begin with, right? You don't, you don't feel the glow. No, I, I don't. I think it's a clear sign that her days as a contender behind her. And they're trying to make her a more fun character because her serious competition days are over. So this is actually to... her, her her gimmick idea, and she's been trying to get it through. She tried to get it through for years, and they finally let her do it. Well, there could be a reason for that. Um, they're trying to make her fun, or she wants to make her fun, whatever. But and she's been this for two or three years now, I think. Right, and she hasn't 
Was she ever the champion as Glow? I don't think so. I think yes, she was. was. That's actually how she became champion. I thought it was like six months after nope. what she did the Glow thing. Nope. nope. No. I'm sorry, my wrestling history is not perfect, but I just I I, I haven't really liked the gimmick either way. I I, I don't. So and I but I anyway, think we both agree that she's getting up and we're getting to the point where. Uh, well, it would be nice if she like had another championship opportunity, or at the very least, a yeah. team championship. Or yeah, two. like with, with, without fans, it's a problem. Yeah. Um, but she's kind of headed Natalia, ways of Natalia. Hey, where, what happened to her tag partner? Who? Naomi. Who was her tag partner? She had a stable mate forever in the Funkodactyls. The hell oh, she's name? gone. She's been gone for a while. I know. I wonder where she went. I can't remember. Probably learned how to pin though. somebody. No, I'm kidding. She was the one that tried to pin somebody when they were on their stomach. <laughs> uh, hang on. Will you keep talking? I'm gonna look that up because I can't remember her name or where she went. Um, I don't think. I think she's retired. Probably. Really? Probably. There's a few. Like I, I like while well, I was waiting for you. Today I was looking at some old wrestlers, like where Oksana went, where some of these people went. Not really clear, but um. Anyway, we've kind of got to the point where Naomi is the oh, Cameron. There we go, Cameron and Naomi. She um uh, she's good. She put on good matches, but she's probably they're specifically for for um. She's getting to the point where she's there specifically for stewing. To uh, further the storyline, mm-hmm. we haven't gotten yet where she's turning heel face all the time, but um, pretty much where like she's good and she she get a couple wins, but she's used to put people over, um, which is unfortunate. But she's been in the business for like ten, eleven years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what happens. Um, so uh, people have been upset about the way that they've been booking Naomi and. Um, it's true, it hasn't been the best. Uh, a lot of people were upset that she lost to Dana Brooke uh, twice around Money in the Bank. Uh, I actually was okay with it, but when they didn't do anything with it, then I was like, okay, why? Oh, by um, the way, um, her her website, the former Cameron of the Funkodactyls, who used to be Naomi's partner, Says that she is the queen of all trades, actress, fempreneur, whatever the hell that means. Host. I think fitness. it's a female entrepreneur. Just why? To guess. Why? Um, uh, it's it's. I don't know. Host fitness. A uh, host. I don't know what host is. You don't know uh, what a host is? No, not in this context. Like a. Is she saying she works at a restaurant? Well, what's what's the what's the other word? Because it says, this page is, uh, oops, um, Queen of All Trades, actress, fempreneur, host, fitness, and philanthropist. There's, like, commas between every word. Well, host could be, uh, like, uh, on a TV show. TV show? Oh. Oh, More likely an internet show, but... He says she's an actress and stuff like that. Um, so that's what she's doing. Anyway, continue. Um, then they have that, uh, awful karaoke segment. Um, and she won that, even though she probably shouldn't have. Um, but 
And then she now well, she's, she's the only one that didn't sound like a dead fish. So she didn't even sing. Wasn't she just talking? My and point also, still stands. And also, we we argue there was a conflict of interest because one of the Usos was the host. Oh well, yeah. But still. Um, so and then uh, the dumb thing where Lacey Evans turned heel over Key because. I mean, granted, it's not exactly that far out of the possibility because, you know, if anybody's had a game night, people turn heel real quick. <laughs> I don't. You you are lying. What? Oh, what? That's fair because you start out as a heel. <laughs> no, I don't turn heel during game nights. I don't, I don't, I get pissed, but not at other people. Um. That's why you play Cards Against Humanity, then it, then everything's just fun. Yeah. Um. Oh, hey, by, by the way, as long as we're talking, um, you know you, you know, she still has something that belongs to you, right? Yeah. I think she has a couple things. A couple things? Oh, I only know of one. <laughs> she never came and got. Whoops. Well, I was going to come back, but, you know, that whole pandemic thing, you know? <laughs> oh, you have to come to Indiana sometime. Yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, moving um, on. So, anyway, uh, Lacey Evans faced Naomi this week, and this has been getting a lot of flack for no reason. Because of the climate that we find ourselves in. So, you also said it could be because people think Lacey is a jobber and you said what she's not. And I said, well, the WWE shouldn't present her like one. She's been winning, though. Lacey Evans hasn't been presented as a jobber. I don't think she's presented as much as Naomi is, but she's certainly not presented as a top, not anymore. They for um, for a little bit presented her like a top person. So anyway, let's let's go through the story here. So a couple weeks ago, they had the karaoke thing, and Lacey Evans attacked Naomi, and, and in the process of the attack, uh, Naomi got one. Of, uh, Lacey Evans got one of. Well, I guess I was right the first time. Naomi got one of her hairs and one of uh, Lacey Evans' shoes. And uh, Lacey Evans, who is pretty good on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, she, she's actually really good. She's actually one of those, like, MGF-like, where she's, like, her character 24-7. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> may not necessarily be a good thing, but oh well. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, she, she had a hair, and so she posted it on, on Twitter, saying, like, you know, you know, rub that bald spot or something. And then Naomi rebuttled, and then Lacey Evans rebuttled with that, with a gif of a girl getting her hair attacked by a dog or whatever, a, a black woman. And people were saying, that's wrong, because apparently that's a microaggression. I don't know. But then people, like, don't understand heel. 
So and even like so everyone is PC principal from South Park question mark. I guess. So microaggression. So that happens, and, and uh, then you know, oh, because of this, people are like all of a sudden because you know, oh, Lacey Evans, she's from the South, she has the Southern Belle character, she must be racist, or this must be a dog whistle for racism. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, God damn it! Does nobody understand what a heel is anymore? <laughs> Huh. Well, this is, I mean, this Jesus. has been, like, everywhere, though. The, we're just, ugh. I swear. No, she's being a heel, you dummy idiots. God damn it. Everybody needs to learn genetics. If they learn genetics, there wouldn't be such a thing as racism. Everybody needs to learn to shut the F up. That's that, too. Hey, you're racist because you used a black person in your gifts. But here's the thing, though. If they would have used a white person, they'd have been racist for not using a black person. No yeah, problem. it's a thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, like, that, and apparently, like, saying, like, oh, uh, they're, I don't know, I'm even gonna go there on that part. Um, but, uh, so all that happened, you know, people were saying, oh, she's a person. Then they had a match, and they, they first of all, well, I'm going to continue the story, and then I'm going to wrestle something to everybody. Okay. So they had the match. Uh, Lacey Evans tied Naomi's hair um, to the ring ropes, which was another thing, you know, that some people have said about because, you know, microaggression. Um, no, it, it's wrestling. Yeah. But it's brilliant move. Screw the damn um, microaggressions. How about physical aggression? Because it's damn wrestling. It's wrestling. The whole thing's a microaggression. No! The whole thing is not a microaggression. It's a full on aggression. So that happened, and then uh, Naomi ended up winning. It was a pretty. Anyway, from what I saw, it was a good match, but really short. And people were upset that Naomi lost. To like this, this terrible wrestler Lacey Evans, which I'm gonna make a big okay. argument. Uh, watch Lacey Evans' match against Becky Lynch from last year. It was last year, right? Yeah, last year. And then watch Lacey against Bailey at Royal Rumble and uh, against Sonya Deville a few weeks ago. She has improved 20 times. So she's definitely got better. Still not there yet. Yeah, no, no, no. I th I think she's I think she's better than she was in NXT when I was like, oh god, this is not good. Um, and then when they rushed the hell out of her when she was green on the main roster and she shouldn't have come up. She was too early to go up and she was too early to get pushed on the main roster. But she's gotten better since then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And apparently, like, they they still think of her like that and say, oh, she lost to a job. I'm like, she didn't uh, for, like, a while. And I, it might still be trending. There was a Na Naomi deserves more or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, maybe. But, um, I mean, let's face it. Neither Lacey Evans or Naomi are in the title hunt right now. 
Nope. Um, and they shouldn't be. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they can get into it relatively quickly, but... Um, Who's your title-worthy people on either show? On either show? Yep. Um, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. You haven't built her like it, but Kyrie Sane. Um, Alexa and Nikki. Both. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, we're talking about the main we're, championship. We're talking about tag team also. Main. Um, I'm excluding. Okay. I'm I'm excluding Oscar and Bailey because they're like champions right now. You know what I mean? All right. Um, Sasha. Yeah. Title worthy. Yeah. And I'm not even necessarily talking about like them as people or whatever, or them as wrestlers. I'm kind of talking about a combination of that and their builds, too, and their characters. Yeah, I would say maybe Sonya. I think... No, I think, uh, like, not based on build. That's well, life. based on what, like, stories are going on, like, at, uh, uh, I watched some of the watch-along for her show, uh -huh. and uh, uh, it was funny. They end up having Sonya and Mandy Rose on at the same time, <laughs> which... Did not go well. Yeah, I, was, was, I would, I would, I would say no to Sonya. It, but they, they were saying that like they're pretty much like in the hunt. That mm. those two were in the hunt. Yeah, at the back. No, uh, no, I would, I would disagree with the Sonya one. But I mean, but still, there's like what we named what. Uh, you're, you're with Sonya. I'm not. So was everybody I, I said that you were no one? Lacey Evans and Naomi are. Okay, so if you want to say Sonya's in front of Lacey and Naomi, I'll take that because she's actually been involved in a feud. Um, so, are we eight deep? Well, we kind of went over between two shows, so I know. But wait as a minute. far as SmackDown goes, that's the thing. And where's like, like most you, of those people? If you people? went to, um, if you had a list, you know, like they do for uh, contenders, yeah, I would. Consider well, Nikki Cross and uh, Sasha Banks tied because Nikki uh, was screwed out of her championship match. Sasha has yet to face Bailey, so they would, mm -hmm. would be both of them. Yep. Um. Uh, maybe Alexa next. Alexa hasn't really done much as a singles, but she, then again, I think she's won. She's been Sasha recently, so. She'd probably be number two. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, and then uh, probably on the next line, uh, Sonia, Mandy, and then Lacey, Naomi, fourth line. Yeah, so we're talking like this is a match between people that are like. So we have like two or three stories that are higher up than right. Just on SmackDown. Yeah. Granted, Lacey Evans and Naomi are good enough that they can probably jump and probably will jump uh, Sonya Mandy because uh, Sonya and Mandy have been missing in action for a bit. But they're not going to jump Sasha or, or Alexa no. or Nikki. Unless, unless they're still waiting for uh, something. They're about to lose their, lose their, lose the boat on uh, the Sasha thing. But is there a boat on a women's 
feud that they haven't missed in the last year. Mm. Yeah, probably not. Because uh, anyway. they fought Alexa and Nikki twice. You know. Yeah. Um, and they pretty much made it. I think they've blown Sasha. Not last year. If we're talking like the whole time Sasha and Bailey, I think they've blown that like four or five times. Like, I don't, I, I am not one that wants to see the Sasha and Bailey thing happen. Because at this point, they have screwed that up so many times, I don't care anymore. Because they've done it and then stopped and done it and then stopped because everybody thinks it should be better than it ever becomes. And they do it over and over and over. And every time, it's not what people expect. Then they go back to being friends, and then they reset again. It's In like, all fairness, this like, come most on. recent reset was was when Sasha returned, so that kind of erases the other ones, kind of? Yeah, well, in WWE it does, but to the fans it shouldn't. Um, and uh, I think they missed the boat completely, like... Uh, like where Alexa Bliss can't turn heel on a, on uh, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross has to turn on Alexa. Yeah, and who's the better heel? Well, I haven't seen much of Nikki's heel work, but she's she's plays more of the crazy. Can be like it would be relatively short lived, I think, because mm-hmm. it can just be Nikki snaps and goes back to the twisted sister gimmick, which I was hoping for. Um, but other than that, um, anyway, where were we? So, Lacey, oh, wow, uh, the Lacey Naomi thing, yeah, Lacey Evan beat Naomi, and people were upset about this. And uh, saying, oh, you know, they're having a lose to another white blonde, and I'm just like, can we not? Can we please stop? Um, so I'm gonna do a little wrestle splaining. So a wrestle splaining? Yeah, wrestle splaining. So like mansplaining? Yeah. But I'm gonna explain wrestle splaining. So usually when a superstar turns heel or face, they usually nine times out of ten win their next match. Um and when there's a feud starting they usually do something like this. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they'd probably change it a bit, but Lacey versus Naomi is going to be going on for a bit. Naomi's probably going to lose a few more times because that's just the nature of a story. The heel has to win most of the time. Or else there's no story. Um, it's just, that's the thing. Um, I don't know how long they can, 
they'll, but this hopefully there'll be better matches. But uh, just people just need to be patient mm-hmm. and not be overly upset. Like there's been some things that they've done to Naomi that have been terrible, but this is not the thing to be upset. This is not the hill to die on. Oh, and then uh, after uh, the give Naomi or Naomi deserves more. Uh, Lacey Evans is a brilliant uh, heel work. It Naomi is a nasty, like she does, and of course that got people wrapped up. It's like oh, in place or read the room or like oh you're being yeah, racist she did. or something. She, just... she read the room perfectly. Exactly. Read the room, lady! She did. Yeah, I would say that WWE will probably make Naomi lose a lot more upset. I mean, let's be honest. If If this wasn't the 20... If this wasn't 2020, okay? If this was the Attitude Era, or before, you know what Lacey Evans would be wearing when she walks out to the ring next week? Well, I don't know about that, but... You don't think if this was the 80s or the 90s that Lacey Evans would walk out with a Confederate flag? Maybe. To just maximize the heat. Uh, If it was the 80s, probably. I don't think WWE's done that, though. You don't think they'd do that? I mean, I don't think they would do it now. I think they could throw some race element in there since the fans have. And it wouldn't be people being racist unless they take it. I mean, you could always take it too far. Yeah. And that's but, why you have, that's why you need communication. I mean, I'm sure both, both Lacey and Naomi signed off on this. Right. But it's, so it's like, your fans have already brought in the race card, so why not use it? Yeah. I mean, like, unorganically using the race card. Like, that would be an organic way to do it. Like, if they would have just done it to do it, I wouldn't have liked it and thought it was stupid. In all likelihood. It always depends on how they do it, but it's been like a yeah, taking advantage of the social issues thing is kind of tone deaf and weird here, but now that your fans are the ones that brought it up, I say I say go for it. Yeah. And of course we're also at a time where Lacey Evans being a proud American and being a uh, Marine also doesn't bode for her. Yeah. It bodes for her with certain people. It doesn't bode for her with others. And the people who that wouldn't go well for are the ones that would buy into a to a, a race line here and give her big time heat. Yeah. And again, I think it would be the right heat. I don't think it would be go away heat. I think it would be heel heat. Because, again, those are two different things. I think it would be very dangerous in this climate, especially, like, ruining people's careers and stuff and cancel culture. I don't think it would bode well. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's self-controlled. I mean, that's the point. Self-controlled on the inside, but not on Twitter. <laughs> Wrestling drew the most money when people, when fans were openly stabbing at heels. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, 
I think wrestling can handle. But now people know, like, their families, so. I don't know. I think wrestling can deal with it. Uh, either way, all this is stupid. Just need a little um, better security, that's all. Yeah. So, uh, just be patient with this. Uh, I mean, Naomi will probably get hers. She will go, right. She. It's a heel versus baby face. Yeah. And it's undercard. Yeah. So, but it will probably be moved to mid-card because of how excited people are about it and how wild up they got. But, Look, Naomi is probably going to wind up going over. Yeah. Because she's a baby face. Naomi's heel. Even and they will part ways Lacey, or whatever. Yeah, even though I think Lacey has a higher ceiling. Right, I, I think Lacey benefits she, more, yes. She's younger. Um. Ooh, I have an idea for you. Oh, crap, wrong show. Dang it. Well, let's go with it. They could be a random trade. Yeah. Um, they go race angle with Lacey and Naomi, and Bianca winds up getting Lacey back. Yeah. We could do that. Um, Long show, though. Yeah. But uh, hey, I they think... aren't doing anything with her on Raw anyway. Well, they're doing something now. Crying. He's the discount Liv Morgan. I wish they would just quit bringing people up because they just absolutely ruin them. Like, I honestly wish they just quit. So, uh, yeah. So, Naomi will will eventually uh, get where it is. I don't think she'll be winning uh, the Women's Championship anytime soon, but maybe if she can find a pair, she would be, be uh, to take the Women's Tag Team titles. Well, who's she going to partner with? Needs to heat... Need, needs to heal up. Who's she going to partner with? Canada Show? Hmm? I said, who's she going to partner with? Canada Show? But wrong show. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. I think, uh, like, Naomi wants to partner with Ember Moon, but Ember Moon's still hurt. There's from another one heard, that they screwed up. And from what I've heard, it's not... Getting any much better. Damn. Ember Moon's so good. That's what sucks. Her theme's great, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gimmick, the warrior goddess or whatever. Yeah. The the eyes look so good. Um, uh, Want to make this the undercard team, the jobber to the stars, and throw Carmella in there? No. Okay. Heck, maybe she can team back up with Tamina. Ew. I think Tamina should team with Nia Jackson, call them the Big Botch Sisters. Tamina's not bad. <laughs> Did you watch her last title match? That looked like shite. That was awful. She also doesn't have a lot of ring time, but... 
Well, you know what? Maybe that's what the PC is for. I think she wrestles about a couple times every three or four months. But here's the thing, though. I don't think she can use that because she's been there for how long? She's she's never really had much of a run. <laughs> been there for like eight damn years. Longer than that, I think. Oh, you think? Mm-hmm. Are you Samoan and can't work? WWE is for you. Uh, she has... Uh, she debuted in 2009. Holy God, she's been there for 11 years. She's, she's a Bella been, twin. She's She's been in the WWE since 2010. She's been okay, so she's a Bella twin. She's been there for ten years and doesn't know how to work yet. Um Anyway, we should probably get back to SmackDown, shouldn't we? Well, we're pretty much done with SmackDown. Well, you don't want to talk about AJ Styles and Matt Riddle? I mean, I kinda already did, but So Styles wins and Baron Corbin beats the crap out of Matt Riddle. Yep. Pretty much. Hey WWE, nice job. You did that the wrong way. Normal wrestling. Hmm, let's see. Well, Baron Corbin's a former IC champion. He looks like crap lately, but, well, he still has okay matches. Let's put he and Matt Riddle together. And then after we build up Matt Riddle a little bit, he can have a feud with another phenomenal wrestler in AJ Styles, no pun intended, um, with AJ Styles for the IC title. WWE. I see title feud first and then feud with former IC champion who would be used as a build up feud to the IC title. Good job, boys. Great booking sense. Talk about putting the cart before the horse. Like, seriously. Right, so the. Uh, we. Uh... We're going to review the pay-per-view now, and keep in mind, you know, for the past few weeks, we've been calling it Extreme Rules. because Do we have to? Rules. But, because it was horrible, do, uh, do. we redacted it, and now refer to it <laughs> as the Horror Show. Yeah, so on our... don't want this to be associated with the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. <laughs> so so on, our, on our slides, Evan has Extreme Rules highlighted in bright red. Because they don't have the cross out um, on. Uh, well, you should have just put name redacted. <clears throat> I, I was lazy. I just wanted to highlight it. I didn't want to delete and erase things. Uh, right. Uh, the horror show at name redacted um, was on Sunday. That's the years of my life I'll never get back. However long it was. Pretty much the I saw I saw a meme. You you know the Batista one where the he thumbs up thumbs down. Yeah. They said matches. Ding. Thumbs up. Finishes. <laughs> okay, so uh, horror showed Extreme Rules first on tag team match. Big E and Kofi, the New Day, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Holy crap! Cesaro and Shinsuke won. We didn't think about this one. <clears throat> when when it, when we were. Uh, Doing our wills and shoulds, even though it wasn't made yet, I it was, it was a pretty big possibility. 
I yeah, I was stunned that they won this match. I was like, I'm not. I was like, wow, wait a minute. Are they going to try and do something? What the hell? I was kind of surprised because they literally just released a shirt that said eight-time tag team champ. <laughs> Which I guess they're still eight-time tag team champions, so they probably won't be winning anytime soon. Clap for your world-famous eight-time champs and feel the power! It's a new day. Yes, it is. Yeah, it was a really good match. Uh, Am I the only person that's still in Ask Group? Let's bump the new day. Yes. No. Oh. Am I the Everybody only one that thinks that would be any fun? Nope. Actually, you know what? This is WWE. They'd probably ruin that, too. Some people, <clears throat> I think, like Kobe Kings, said they they would probably just retire with the new day. <laughs> oh, if they broke them up, you mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Hey, we got a new plan. Yeah, we got one too. <clears throat> Sorry, you both throat. Um, yeah, that was good. The finish was actually this was this the one good finish of the night. I mean, I, I think was, so. I thought the, there was. I thought the WWE Championship wasn't that bad as far as Unless, the finish goes. Unless I'm getting well, I'm gonna be honest. The WWE title match, I didn't give a damn about. I skipped it. Hmm. Who was gonna win that match? I mean, we'll get to that, but it's like, who was gonna win? You know, there's no chance. And the stipulation was stupid. I actually like the stipulation. Oh, I didn't like it that much. It added to the drama. And it actually made... No, it didn't, because you still knew who was going to win. I don't think it added to anything, because I think you knew exactly who was going to win from the damn minute that match started. Oh, from the minute it was booked. Ooh, sorry. Uh, what was next? Well, next they had a little... Well, it going into the Bailey match, uh... Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Alexa Bliss were hyping up uh, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross has been losing. And uh, she's being hyped up in Kyrie Sane. And if you lose, still be your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Kyrie Sane is just a treasure. No pun intended, because she is a pirate princess. Um, anyway, they had the tag, uh, not a tag team match. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh, that would be a tag team match. Nikki Cross versus Bailey, SmackDown Women's Championship. And uh, wouldn't you know it? Uh, Sasha Banks handed Bailey the. Uh, they're not really brass knucks, but the that said boss. The on boss, it. yeah. Ba- it's basically knucks. Yeah, and I, I believe they described it as she handed the, her. The thing that says boss on it. <laughs> um, and and uh, hit her in the stomach, face painted her, whatever. Look, thank she God was... Corey Graves is there. He, he, he may have said that. I don't know. No, he said it's basically brass knuckles. Oh. Which is what it's meant to be. And yeah. I'm stunned that she's never seen that. They've never done this more. 
or not never done it before, but they haven't done it more. Um, so they end up so Bailey ends up taining. Taining, not retaining? That's what I said, retaining. Oh, I thought I heard taining. Nope. Next um, was the uh US title match, right? Well the US title picture. Yeah. Because Apollo Cruz was hurt by the full Nelson. That Does happened it? a month ago. But <laughs> doesn't he have COVID? I don't know if he has. He's either actually hurt or has coronavirus. He's it's not, one of the two. He's not hurt. He's at least like taking precautions. It's either precautions or he's got corona. I don't um, think he has full blown or not. I think he may have tested positive and he has to be in or something. But he hasn't been on TV in a while. So they're like, "Hey, um, guess what?" MVP is the U.S. champion because Apollo is forfeiting and can't compete. And he got injured a month ago by the full Nelson. We're just hearing about this now. Yeah. He's been hurt for a month. Yeah. How many TV shows have you done in a month? Like four? Why? You couldn't have told this before now or set up a new champion or anything? No. Well, they kind of been like they brought in a new MVP he introduced a new title um no but I mean like you couldn't have had somebody else do this match I don't know apparently they like was last minute uh that they he didn't end up passing or whatever well I know but I'm saying like if they've known it like I'm not talking about like real life here I'm talking about in in kayfabe. They just in kayfabe said he's been hurt for a month, and they didn't do anything to change it. And they didn't say he was been hurt for a month. They said that the and and the injury resulted from what happened a month ago. Yeah, so he's hurt for a month. But he's wrestled since then, I think. But I don't know. It's so weird. They should have. They should have. So if he wrestled in that month, then how the hell did he not pass physical now? Well, maybe it's been a problem. Let's just let's just say, let's just call it what it is. This is just garbage writing again. I mean, it is, but it's not like I like you know like stubbed my toe or something. And this is probably not a very good example. I'm still able to do things, but then. uh I end up getting my foot stepped on, exacerbating the toe injury. Yeah, but they uh, didn't say that, though. They I didn't say he strained a back muscle, had back spasms for a week, but was able to compete, and then took well, a knee to well, the back and exacerbated his injury. I, like, I didn't hear him say that, though. I watched the segment. I didn't hear him say that. He kind of said it relatively quietly. Okay. Well, and then anyway, they just let MVP be the new champion, even though Apollo has never lost it. Well, Or at least on the pay-per-view they did. Yeah. And... But and, like, and, in some companies... 
Japanese, if you're not able to compete with you, you, you yeah. lose it. But, but not in this one. Uh, we don't know about this one. So, look. So, MVP may or may not be the champion. This by itself... There's a lot of this stuff that by itself could be tolerable, but to, together is bad. Not, not with this pay-per-view, but just wrestling. Like, with AEW. If Orange Cassidy was completely unique... I still wouldn't, but I feel like more people could tolerate it. But because everything is stupid, it's awful. You like, you know, another AEW example. If Darby Allen was unique, or if Jungle Boy was unique, they'd be bigger stars than they are. But because everybody's tiny there, and everybody looks like a high school kid, and everybody does, in the Darby Allen case, everybody does ridiculously dangerous things. And they have poor writing and bad bookers. You know, they don't, they, they don't do as well because there's too many of those things together. And we'll get into this with the Raw Women's match. Raw Women's title match. If this, if the U.S. title was the only thing they were doing this with, I would be upset about the writing because the writing of this is lazy and terrible. At least in the way they did this, because I feel like you could have at least even even just explained it a little better. I mean, this way makes more sense than the Raw Women's Championship way, but no, no, no. But like, like, but listen, to what I'm saying though, the title in doubt thing. If you could have just done a little, a little more, I don't need you to do everything in the world. I don't need you to make this a 20-minute promo, but just explain that when he wrestled, da-da-da, he took a knee to the back and he exacerbated injury. Just the smallest amount of foresight or like... You know, show a video where he gets punched in the back by somebody. Like, like he, he hurts him with the phone, Nelson. And then, let's see, who else was it? Shelton is also an MVP piece quarter, I think. Mm-hmm. Shelton jumps him, punches him in the back a bunch. And then they say, oh, he has back spasms. They won't let him compete. But he also hasn't been on TV for a month. So I don't know if they have said anything beforehand so but you know what i mean like whatever it is whatever it is just i feel like there's just a little better way to explain it then yeah hey here's this guy and he's we've known he's hurt for a month but we haven't told you and we and we won't change our matches we're we're not going to give you a match that we advertised would be on this show we're going to lie to you and we've known for a month i feel like that's the bigger problem here i mean let's be fair a United, the United States Championship, like, probably the main, like, everybody review for that match. Well, I mean, I get your point, but even still, it's still not a good thing to do. I don't know, call me crazy, but I feel like they could have made this just a little bit better, but just if they would have put more into it. Unless it really was a last-minute thing where he was like, oh, crap, he's not able to compete. Okay, let's just say he's hurt. 
even then, I would rather you say that he frickin' fell down the stairs. Well, in all fairness, all they said was he did not... Dip, like, you know, because really, like, you know, I mean, it makes sense that, like, before every match, he would have a physical, I guess. Yes. And that he failed his physical. That's what they said. That he failed his physical, so he's not able to compete. That's what... But anyway... So that never happens, MVP is your new champ. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Next is Oscar Bay. No. 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 Eye for an eye. Yep. Okay. Eye for an eye. By the way, thank God that... You know, we don't say this much. But thank God... See, there's two things that Vince McMahon did in this pay-per-view. One of them good, one of them bad. This one was a good one. He rewrote the ending. Because it was supposed to be more graphic. Wonderful. So, this match, look. The use of Sarbobjects, the toolbox, you know, the pliers going oh, to the eye. pliers, ugh. As... See, the thing about this is, like, it was really, like, like, it was, like, a psychological thriller match. Like, I actually had anxiety during this match. Yeah, so, like, all that stuff, the tools, the kendo stick tied to the pole, and he's going to try and run his eye into it, the accidental trip into the table that could have knocked out your eye and Seth is grabbing his eye and the referee's over there, the wrestling... They had targeted, you know, other than Seth botching the tying of Ray's hands. I don't think that the two men involved, really anybody, could have done this any better. Like, for this stupid gimmick in this stupid match and this stupid finish, what came before the finish was, like, I am of the belief that you don't need a five-star match. Like, match of the year doesn't have to be for, well, you don't need to be match of the year to be a five-star match. Because match of the year, you think best wrestling match possible. I think you can have a five-star match because it's it because it's does its damn job. Or this is the best you could possibly get. I would say this was a five-star match because I think this is the best humanly possible that you could have gotten out of this. Because the only way that you were going to get something decent out of this was to emphasize storytelling, and they did. And they did it so well. And you wanted Ray to win so badly when he took off the patch and he had the weird glass over eye and says, look what you did to me. You blinded me in this eye. I'm going to get you. And then he drives Rollins' eye into the steps. This is the thing about this. We he didn't like, pop it out. There was a few different things that Ray did to Seth that I was like, okay, his eye should be out there. This is kind of weird. But it's like, okay, whatever. Put the kinder stick, broken kinder stick in his eye? Yes. Yes. Like, just like that. But then Seth did the same thing he did to Ray originally. And then, Ray was like, I need a doc, I need a doc. Help me, help me, help me. And, and Seth, Seth vomited. disgusted. Because he saw the fake and, eyeball. And of course, Samoa Joe, the greatest commentator on the planet, 
with his with his good call. It's out. <laughs> Here's the thing. They, Joe talked a lot less in this pay-per-view, I feel like, than the last one I watched. He, I was mad. He did really good. Like He like d- described a lot of things. I thought he talked he a little less, which is bad. I want him talking more. I mean, then again, I want Byron Saxon fired out of a trebuchet into the Gulf of Mexico, but... <clears throat> Not literally, but like commentary wise. Like, get the hell off my television, please. Or my computer in this case. No, this this was two guys doing the best that they possibly could with garbage. This was as shiny a turd as you can get. And I knew the entire time I'm watching this, I was enjoying it, but I knew the finish was coming. And whatever it is was going to be bad. Hey, yes. look, it was. Well, anybody getting their eye removed, however they did it, wasn't going to be good. And like, Nikki Cross Bailey? Nikki did, Nikki did a great job. I think Bailey did really well, too. They did a good job of the story. But it was just good. It was a really good match. There was good matches on this pay-per-view. There really were. And then you have the Brass Knuckles ending. <clears throat> and I don't even mind that as much. But it's just... It's, I don't know. I just didn't think it was... Ex- I didn't think the Brass Knuckles thing was executed too well. Um, I think it should have been a punch to the face, not the gut. That looked kind of stupid. Um... But yeah, so like like there's great match. I'm iffy on the finish. Here, great match. Jesus awful finish. The MVP thing was stupid. We're not hitting very well here. And now we have Sasha and Asuka. Yeah. Of course, uh, Bailey uh, feigned, uh, you know, saying that you know, like Rey Mysterio was one of her favorites. But don't worry, Rey, you're not seeing double. I really am Bailey Dose Straps or whatever she calls herself. This was Sasha Oscar was good. Yeah. Again, another good match with another horribly stupid finish. Yeah, this was this was horrible because it didn't make any sense. Now, granted, it was decent in the fact that uh, it made you want to see what happened. So I guess in a marketing way, it was. A good finish. Doesn't mean way, it's always a good finish. Uh, by the way, uh, Oscar was supposed to win clean, but Vince changed his mind at the last minute. Of course he did. So, he did the good, and then he had to get the bad. So, Bailey and Kyrie basically get involved at the end here with Kyrie trying to stave off Bailey, and then they keep wrestling in the ring. Then Bailey eventually does get involved. The ref's distracted. Oscar goes to... So, here's what I don't get. The mist is illegal, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, if the mist is illegal, then number I have two problems with what follows. Asuka's in the middle of the ring facing Sasha Banks. The official is, is looking at Sasha's back. Asuka goes to mist Banks. Banks ducks mist the referee. I have two problems with this. Number one, if you are Asuka, 
So you were going to miss Sasha Banks with the referee literally right behind Sasha Banks staring at you. You would keep the championship. Right, but she's a face. So the clean face tactic to win this match is to use the mist in front of the referee. Number one. Number two. She she illegally she used an illegal move, whatever you want to call it, the green mist, and hit the official. How the hell is that not an automatic DQ? Because he couldn't see, so he couldn't. So able to. Sasha shouldn't even been able to go for the pin anyway because she because Oscar should have been disqualified. Yeah. And then freaking technically it should have been a double disqualification, but. Well, yeah, Bailey globs her with the belt, hits her with the belt, and then Bailey grabs the shirt off the ref and counts one, two, three. By the way, Bailey slow count question mark. Am I the only one who noticed that? No, I thought I saw somebody say something about that. Like I thought, I thought Bailey was gonna go one, two, three, ding, 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 ding. She went one, two, three. Like she did the. It was just barely quicker. You know the ones where like the ref takes a bump and then the face goes for the pin and the ref is like, one! Well, she did get attacked by Kyrie, so there could be something to that. And it's like, you know, has to like summon the will to live two, three, or two. Oh, he kicked out because this was really an eight count because the referees, you know, hurt or whatever. Like, she did a really slow count like that when she slid in the ring and stole a shirt. Like, to, like, as though to fast count it to get Sasha the win. She, like, slow counted. So I don't know whether they were trying to make it a... I don't know whether they were trying to, um, not more important. God damn it. It's weird here. They were trying to make it a cleaner, dirty finish. So that at least they wouldn't have the quick count to complain about. Even though it's a dirty finish anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I thought that was kind of... That wasn't... That didn't necessarily take away from the match. I just thought it was kind of strange. Um, I mean, it was irrelevant because she's not an official anyway, but... Right. She's no official. I don't think the commentators hyped this up as a question for way too long because it really isn't. Um, they didn't hype it up as a question. They said... They said plainly that it was that she's not the champion. No, they didn't. They said get out the rule book. We don't know. They spent the first two minutes of her celebration saying that they well, didn't. Well, Byron know. said at the beginning that she's not the champion, and then uh, Samoa Joe was, you know, being the heelish commentator, saying like it's a rule book. Is but Byron flat out said at the beginning that this was not a championship change. Well, good job, Byron. Look, I this was a bad finish. Mm-hmm. This is a bad finish to a decent match. Yep. So we're at a badly executed finish. It's at... not. I'm not as upset because of the results. No, it, like depend. Like if Sasha would have become a champion, I would have been really mad. Yeah, but we'll get to that on Thursday when we talk about Raw. If they'd have pulled the trigger that way, I'd have been furious. Yeah. Um. So. So we have that, so we've got what? Good match, good finish. So pretty much all the matches have been No good, match. All the finishes have been, been not. 
Well, no, we have good match, good finish, no match. That was promised, so I call that a I call that a bad. Um, oh, the second match was uh, Bailey Bailey Nikki. Okay, yeah, sorry. Good match, good match, good finish. Good match, bad finish. Bad, great match, terrible finish. Especially since Seth got the same thing done to him or worse multiple times. Um, good match, terrible finish. And now we have Ziggler McIntyre, and at this point, I was ready for it to be dead. I know that I knew Dolph was going to retain. Or sorry, I knew Drew was going to retain over Dolph. I knew Dolph had extreme rules. There was probably going to be a couple spots. Dolph jumped through a table. I didn't care. So the match stipulation, he said at first he said it was extreme rules, and I was like, all that for that. But then he said, then he swinged it a little bit, saying that. For Dolph Ziggler, he can only he gets extreme rules, uh, and if Drew McIntyre got disqualified or counted out, he would lose the title. And they kind of played that up a bit, I don't know, like uh, kind of where like Drew McIntyre was going to do a move on Dolph Ziggler, but he had to like contort his body to avoid so he wouldn't get disqualified. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, I know you didn't watch. That match, but I thought it was decent. What was the finish? Was it a screw finish, or was it just it was clean, wasn't it? Oh, it was yeah. the tip up Claymore. Yep, he was going for the right. uh, for the sweet chin music. Yeah, this was the, the cool finish. Yeah, and he ended up getting a Claymore out of nowhere. Yeah, he did the kip up into a Claymore. That was really cool. So we've had our second good finish out of every match on this card in this XE. And this is actually like a finish that I liked. The kip up Claymore. I thought this was really cool. So it's like not only... I I didn't see the kip up. I didn't think they showed the kip up because it was... Oh, no, no, no. Go look it up. It's on Twitter, Mm -hmm. too. They must have uh, had another angle, though. I think in the original show, it... They, they missed didn't it. Show him. I think they wanted it to look like it was out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Um, I missed it. So, anyway, like, we had a passable finish, like, a, just a good finish to a good match, you know? It's just, like, a natural finish. But this is actually, like, a really, like, this is actually, like, a really good finish, you know? Like, itself Did is really good. Did we mention on air about this? segment with Bray Wyatt. Oh, no. But that's after this anyway. Actually, that was after the... That was that was at the beginning. It was the beginning. Uh, time to remember because there were two. Nope, you're right. Well, we can mention that because we're at Swamp Fight now. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Drew Dolph had a good finish, so we've got two good finishes on this show. We have a bunch of good matches, but they're just so awful with the sour taste thing. Oh, and I forgot to make my point about the Raw Women's title. Look, here's the thing, okay? You already have the U.S. title that's under, like, oh, who's got it? Why the hell would you put two titles on the same damn show on who the hell? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think the the Raw Championship held more weight than the U.S. one. I understand that, but even still, why? Because you can make an argument for the U.S. title one, but you couldn't make an argument for the Raw Women's Championship. No, the Raw Women's title one was stupid, but... Just, just why? No, why I mean, as far as storyline goes, you can make an argument like, like that, like, like justice would would be done with that one. But for the U.S. one, it's like kind of within the rules of wrestling, mm-hmm. where if you're not able to compete and put your title on the line, you would lose. Yeah, and that makes sense. But no, but like what I'm saying is though, like the raw one is stupid. The, the women's title one is stupid. And the U.S. title one is, I think, is written lazily. <laughs> that was last minute. So, well, well, whatever it is. I think, I personally think it's lazy writing. But even still, you have two of those on the same show. Like, again, the Raw women's one would have been a bad finish. It, that would have just been bad anyway. I think the U.S. title thing would have been palatable if it was written better, and if it was the only, oh, who's got it thing. Because there's a reason for that to be a oh, who's got it thing. The Raw Women's, there is none. So you have two oh, who's got it. One of them makes sense. The other one is just pure stupid. Is just purely stupid. And no, it was, it was that who's got it is more like who is going to fix this or whatever. And I feel like, but but it's still champion in doubt it, at, to some degree. Um, I I think that that in effect you just like these two combine combine together and make each other worse. So I don't. I I just didn't like... Like I said, you know, if you had just Orange Cassidy on the show, I would still hate it, but I think for other people it would be more palatable. If you had just Darby Allen on the show, the car crash hits thing, the small guy who's insanely tough would be kind of cool. And he's actually not that bad, so it would be okay. He would probably be pretty good. But because everybody in AEW is small, and everybody in AEW looks like they have the body of a 12-year-old, and everybody and they have a literal 12-year-old, and everybody in AEW is stupid that does hardcore bullcrap, except for FTR and MJF, it's not as potent. It doesn't have weight to it. So I think that's their problem. They have the same problem AEW has. They want to do some things to accomplish a goal or whatever, and then they just do too much other stuff around it. Like, the show didn't feel like it was written together. It felt like it was written... I don't know how to put this. Feels like they wrote this individually. The the raw part of this felt like it was written individually with no regard for anything else with it. When I think they could have realized that two championships in doubt on the same show would look kind of dumb. Hey, speaking of looking dumb, next up was the uh, Swamp Fight, was it? Mm-hmm. Next the, up were, was one of the worst things I've ever seen. The little thing where they had a mini 
Firefly Funhouse, where oh yes, let's uh, mention that Ray Wyatt was saying he was a goth cheerleader, by the way. He was a scientist in a lab. Oh, I had pom poms later. Um, goth scientist Bray Wyatt said he was going to show the most filthy, awful, uh, despicable footage ever seen by major professional wrestling. And then they started to show the karaoke thing from uh, SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. And he goes, hey. Then they cut back to Bray and goes, hey, you stupid rabbit. I know what you're trying to do. But that's not what we're talking about. And then he goes back into character, and I'm like, hey, great tongue-in-cheek. Why the f*** did he break character for that? And Evan didn't bleep me, I censored myself. But that pissed yeah. me off. So that was funny, but also did a good job of pissing me off. Yeah, I know, I realized I let one slip earlier. Um, that, that one both made me laugh and pissed me off. Because they had their best character break character to do it. Great. Wonderful. Did he break character because he was being he was being in character playing another character? So he was still in character, he just broke the character he was playing. Right, but if he broke the character of the character, then he broke character. He was still being Bray Wyatt, he just wasn't being the menacing one. He was he trying to be the menacing to... one. He was trying to be the menacing one, and then he went to, back to uh, Mr. Rogers. No, he didn't. He went to four. That was a fourth wall break. He wasn't being any character. When he was talking about the SmackDown thing, there was no yeah. character at all. That was a fourth wall break. I don't think so, but. I think it was fourth wall. Because but he, hey, 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 they broke he down every being, wall of decency with what followed. But he wasn't being whatever his real name is. So he was still a character. Husky Harris? No. <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't being Windham, but he was still being Bray Wyatt. Right. So... How did this start? Oh, yes. Um, Strowman... The match starts... Strowman walks up to Wyatt sitting in a chair. He drives up in a pickup. In my disappearance. I'm gonna go to the network and... Guess I, this has got to be heard or seen to be believed. I'll just skim through this because I'm not down with watching this again. Really, this whole show I don't want to see again, honestly. Here we go. So let's talk it through it. He drives up in a pickup. Cult leader Wyatt is sitting there. Ron is in his Sunday best. Um, Bray is sitting there in a rocking chair. Braun walks up and Bray disappears. Hey! Teleportation already! Woohoo! Also, how do the lights go out in the swamp? No? And also, if the lights go out so that Bray does not see Braun Strowman, 
Does that mean that somebody snuck into Braun Strowman's vehicle and turned off his headlights and then turned them back on? This already doesn't make sense. There's some cool signage, and there's all these weird little they, video they cut-ins. They also turned off the moon for a little bit. Yes, they also turned off the moon. They did a very good uh, video editing. A+, plus, by the way. Nondescript goons come out in bad masks and fight uh, Braun. Then uh, goth scientist gets out pom-poms and cheers for Braun Strowman. Braun then flashes back to fighting more dumb goons. Why the hell are there goons? Braun gets hit in the back with a shovel. Then looks terrified. It's Black Sheep Braun, everybody! Braun is fighting himself. Braun gets hit in the face with a shovel by himself. How the hell does this make sense? Well, apparently this was all like the Firefly Funhouse match was basically in his head. Braun is kidnapped. Braun is chained up. This guy can flip cars, but he can't break out of untied chains. Cool. Here comes Bray again. Bray Dude, walks... The fight hasn't really started yet. It's Bray... talking. Bray walks slowly. Yeah, basically. Bray walks slowly with a lantern. Bray brings out a woman with a snake. Or, sorry. Bray cuts a promo. He taunts him and all this stuff. And says some stuff about the world that might be accurate. Who knows? Sister Abigail about comes the out. Lizard people, because that is accurate. No, not about the lizard people. Sister Abigail comes out with a snake. The snake bites him. He screams, Aah! and then we go to black. We come back to a weird little snake vignette, and then they show Harper and Strowman and um, uh, Bray in the in the little video thing, which I think is kind of interesting. Ron wakes up by a fire because apparently he's playing Dark Souls. Braun walks straight through the fire, just like he's playing Dark Souls, and nothing happens to him. Braun beats up two more weirdos. He throws one of them into... Then a non-masked guy shows up. He gets thrown into the fire, and he sets on fire. So Strowman walks through fire. Fire doesn't do fire things. This guy goes near fire. He combusts as though he was literally covered in gasoline. Strowman is the face is laughing at a man burning to death. Hooray! Then Bron hears, "Oh, Bron! Guess who's sister Labrigal, ladies and gentlemen? It's Alexa, goddamn bliss!" They make all kind of Bron and Alexa sex jokes from extreme or er, from uh, the mixed match challenge. Bron walks. Bron gets so honey, walks towards Alexa. There's a bunch of smoke. And then Bray Wyatt forgets what match he's in and starts going for Braun Strowman's eyeballs. Braun Strowman then gets a hold of Bray Wyatt. There's been about three offensive moves. He hits a choke slam into a boat on a river. This boat, it's which is apparently... Swamp. swamp, whatever. <laughs> this boat was apparently designed by Elon Musk because it drives itself away. Was it dilapidated? I have no idea. The Elon Musk boat drives away. Strowman walks down the pier. And then hears a weird noise. 
This boat has circumnavigated the globe in 70, in, no, not 70, in about 7 seconds, because the boat is coming back from the opposite direction in which it left about 5 seconds ago. This makes no sense. You literally uh, see Braun Strowman mouth, what the F. Be like a circ- if you want to go, it's closed in. I know, but he would still have to go around for Braun not to see it and to see it come out the other side. Either way, doing this in seven seconds makes no sense. You see Braun mouth, what the F. The boat comes back. It's empty! And there's no wake from the motor, so it's just kind of falling. Braun is a moron, so he goes out after the boat to go and look for a body that he can clearly see is not in there. You'll be stunned as to what happens when Braun is staring at the boat. Bray Wyatt jumps out of the swamp and attacks him. No, Braun isn't stupid. It's it's not culty Bray. It's like culty wrestler Bray. There's more snake visuals for some reason. Bray is trying to down... I don't think drowning Braun Strowman is bringing him home. Braun has really good lung capacity because he should be dead. But wait, we make you think he is indeed dead because we hold him underwater for about eh, 20 seconds and then we don't see anything of him. And then Braun reemerges. Bray is gone because I don't, who knows. Braun climbs up out of the water. And then here comes Bray again, this time with a shovel, or not a shovel, an oar. He completely misses Braun, and then they punch. Braun does some big stuff. They do some more flashing. He gets hit with an oar. Bray is laughing. Braun punches Bray into the water. He breaks the fence. The CG, the... The freaking copyright comes up. Oh, thank God. This is finally over. Oh, no, it's not. Regular Bray uses the mandible claw, which makes no sense. He By the way, Ron I missed the very end of this because... So, before you get to the end... Okay. So, he, he kicks him in the water, and then he goes, it's over. And then you see the lower third, and it goes to black, and then it kind of comes on again. And I thought, okay, that was just a mistake. And I was like figuring out well, what happened. So, I went back a bit to see what happened. And then when I went, because like I could have ended like that, so I went back, watched <laughs> that part again, and that's where I ended. It. Like okay, so then I turned it off, so I didn't see the very end. So I didn't, <laughs> oh, I you turned it, it off after the copyright? Yeah, <laughs> I turned it off after I went black the first time. Yeah, so they do the copyright. It's over. They did the horror film trope, and it didn't work. It's all over now. And then hopping out of the swamp. It's Bray Wyatt! Woohoo! Regular Wyatt uses the mandible claw. He throws Braun into the water. Now remember, he's already drowned Braun, bit him with a snake, and murdered him in various ways. Braun comes out of the water covered in blood, because that makes sense. Then Braun is never seen or heard from again. The water turns, or what we're supposed to believe is that water turns red, looks like lava, and out pops... The Fiend! So, Bray wins? Question mark? But it's okay, because there's no winners or losers in this. The losers is the is everyone who watched this. This gets an F and should be destroyed, burned. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you can do to something digital, um, but this should be blocked for the sake of humanity. 
Uh, I think this should be a war crime to uh, to show this to to the general public. Um, yeah, this is the single worst thing I've ever seen. Like again, and, and I've said this about their their theater matches before. With the men's part of the Money in the Bank match, if you accept that you're not watching wrestling, you're watching an action movie. It's a it was a well put together action movie. If you can accept that. If you accept it as sports entertainment, if they would get rid of wrestling out of their name, then I could have accepted that match. But at no point in this garbage, this truly horror show, did I think if this is an action movie, this would be okay. If it's that was a horror film, whatever it was, if this was a movie, it still sucks. It's still garbage. And it's supposed to be wrestling, so it's 17 times that garbage. Trash, trash, trash. Whoever wrote this should be fired. That wasn't supposed to be a wrestling match. I know that we're going through a lot of writers here. Whoever wrote that, whether it had been a TV show, a movie, a horror film, a wrestling match, whatever it is, whoever wrote that should be fired. We're going through a lot of them. I know. I know I'm asking for a lot of guys to go, a lot of guys and girls to go. Whoever did that should be fired because they're a garbage writer. Forget, you know, even forget wrestling. I, like, literally. Even if it's not wrestling. Not on the wrestling show. If you have not, if you have that on a wrestling show, what the hell are you doing? You shouldn't have a wrestling show anymore. But, even if we're even if we're talking about a non wrestling show here, even if we're talking about an actual horror movie, still sucks. Bad garbage, go away. That's my thoughts on it, Evan. What's yours? I didn't like it. I thought there was way too much talking, and I like got faked out at the end. <laughs> got confused. By not seeing the ending, literally thought, okay, that's the worst ending I've ever seen in a pay per view. <laughs> Alright, okay, uh, Castle... Oh, no, don't worry, it was. It was the worst ending you've ever seen to a pay-per-view. Did, did, did they put the lower third back? No, no, they didn't. Alright. Um, Which doesn't make any sense, by the way. Yeah. You and I both um, know copyright. So, the, 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 I think the, the whole thing, like, they were supposed to do, like, a horror-type film, and it was supposed to be a bunch of horror tropes. And it might have done that, but it was just hard to watch, like based on the lighting and stuff. And like I spaced out because of the first fifteen minutes of it was talking. <laughs> um, I kind of into it, you know, during the Alexa Bliss spot, and then went out again. Oh, of course you did. Well, I thought it was interesting. Well, actually, at first I was like, "Is that Alexa Bliss?" And they're like, "Yes, that's Alexa." I'm like, all right. Um. Now, here's the other thing, too. This will be even worse if Alexabis being Abigail is never mentioned again. Well, like I said, this was in his head. So none of it's real at all? Nope. So then why the... Mm, did it happen? Same reason why the Firefly Funhouse... And also, if it's all in Braun's head, then did they actually have a swamp fight? Or is Bray Wyatt a illusion in Braun Strowman's head? And if that's the case, then why does Bray Wyatt have a character on this TV show? See, yeah, that doesn't make sense either. Bray Wyatt has the ability to go 
into people's heads like he did with John Cena. Is it? But uh, I don't think that makes sense either. I don't know. I guess they're beyond trying to make decent wrestling at this point, so... Don't worry, he'll be fine. Braun Strowman will be back on SmackDown, and it'll be like it never happened. Oh, of course! Yeah, and that's the, that's the other thing, too, that makes this even worse. They will never mention Alexa Bliss' sister Abigail. They will never mention that Braun Strowman was, da- was drowned eight times, bitten by a snake. He well, won't... the snake was like an anaconda or something. It wasn't going to kill him. Yeah, it was. It's not venomous. What? I I said the snake was like an anaconda or something. It wasn't going to kill him. You were saying that he got bitten by a snake like he should have died from being bitten by a snake. Oh, you're right. Anacondas are not venomous. Never mind. I thought they were. You have to look that up? Yeah. All right. I knew they had their special rap wrapping ability. Yeah, um, uh, it'd probably take a big chunk out. Yeah, but uh, probably wouldn't kill you. You probably wouldn't got an infection from being in the swamp. But, but anyway, he won't show any bite marks. So even so, he's not gonna show any bite marks. He's not gonna show any chain marks. He's not gonna show any of these. And he'll be back on SmackDown cutting promos next week. And all of this will be for naught. And you will have put on the closest thing to the worst thing you could possibly do, and you will have done it for no reason. And pretty much ruined your pay-per-view, because yep. even some people said that, like, wrestling all around, but the last thing we saw was terrible. Like, I sent you screenshots, and I'm going to find them now. I mean, I think they could Russell talk. Uh, Russell talks like. Twitter account sent out again. You're allowed to like silly, stupid wrestling, but this show had two of the silliest, stupidest pro wrestling matches ever, incomprehensibly stupid. Russell talk a channel where they're like they're like fine with the funny stuff, and Ryan Satin, who's one of the guys from what's Melter's thing called? Is he? he- oh, the Observer. Satin's from the Observer, I think. I don't. I didn't think so. But no, I thought he was from the Observer. I don't know. Ryan Satin, who's a, who's a, a a wrestling insider reporter and another guy that mostly you usually see likes the theatrical matches. Beyond the feed coming back at the end, the Swamp match was not good. I didn't even think the Fiend thing was good. Not was that I was expecting really, but the bar had been set really high for Wyatt with the Firefly Funhouse match, and this did not deliver for me. So even course, guys I didn't like the Firefly Funhouse either. Well, but... right. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. Here's a guy that liked the Firefly Funhouse match with Cena. Here's a guy that likes this stuff and thought it sucked. You know, like, it's ridiculous. And I like WWE creative humor at WWE creative-ish on Twitter. I think it's a, a really funny Twitter account. And I feel like this summed it up pretty well. This got tweeted like a few hours before Raw. Because they like live tweet during wrestling shows and are really funny about it. But I thought this summed up the Raw after pretty well. We are not sure who the actual US champion is. We are not sure who the actual Raw Women's champion is. To be fair though, we are not really sure why anyone is tuning in tonight after the horror show at Extreme Rolls. 
That's basically how I felt. And I said that had there not been that championship thing, there probably wouldn't have been people, but since they wanted to know what happened to the championship, they would have tuned in. I was going to say, and you, on the other hand, thought that the Raw Women's title the thing is the only th- it basically saved Raw. Yeah. <laughs> that, 100%. Without it, no one would have watched. Yeah. I mean, they may have watched, you know, to see if they could get an update on Rabe. And you have your guys who just watch Raw because that's their escape and that's what they like to do. And girls, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I didn't like because it was a segment, not besides a match. I think that's what Brian Alvarez said. That is that like he was expecting like a match. Like, of course, it wouldn't be, be like a wrestling match. It would be like a fight. He was expecting a fight or a match or something, and what he got was a bad video. Segment, yeah. A vignette. So, all right. Here's the thing. Uh, I I find this I find this interesting. Remember, I saw this online. Remember the other <sighs> the other run as general manager. I don't think it was the uh, the walkout one. It was a few years later when Triple H was an authority figure. Um, the walkout one happened before the authority. Yeah, that I was think like this was. I think this was the authority. Where uh, Triple H goes out and cuts a promo and says, and like runs down the fans and is like, well, you better do, or we better do what the fans say because me and my friend Mark will quit watching. Mm hmm. You remember that, that mm-hmm. semi infamous promo? Yeah. That was so they were bitching about fans stopping watching. That week, Raw had 3.8 million viewers. You know how many viewers they had last week? Well, that's a long time ago. 1.4. So, yeah. They, yeah. They, they cared so much about that and was so upset on... 1.4 mil. This was last or on on 3.8 mil, and then last week they pull a 1.4. 3.8 was a long time ago, though. Yeah, and I know, but they they cut that promo. We're like running down the fans because they were aware that they were all the way down to 3.8 million. Like they like they were aware of how badly they were doing and tried to do something different. And this is, like, about the time where they said they would change stuff or whatever. Like, it, it would go down again later. They said they would change stuff and do more for the fans. But now they're at the lowest Raw has ever been. And they're just doing stupid crap after stupid crap. And just killing, killing, killing. As fast as they can. Like, I don't, you know, it's like, like, you know what college we went to. It's like that person at that college where it's like, well, it looks like they're burning it down for the insurance money, but there's no insurance money and they're not burning it down. So, you know, what the hell are they doing and why? I don't know, but the, the next couple of weeks of Raw seems to be 
Yeah, really good to watch. Because they're building things. I don't trust them to do that. I haven't heard anything about SmackDown, but Raw, these next couple of weeks, I want to watch. I can't because that's a work, but... So, Raw... Well, you can watch them on the network a week after if you're really interested in the wrestling part of it, by the way. A week after? I thought it was longer than that. No, it's a week after. I figured that out because I missed oh, Adam Cole, it. Keith Lee. Yeah. It's like a week oh. after, just under a week. Will, for, for Raw and SmackDown? Yeah. Hmm. Well, as I, I know. Just change that. Because, like I said, because I did that with Adam Cole and Keith Lee. Which is on NXT. Yeah, same thing. NXT has always been same week. You're making me go look this up now. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, because I saw, saw Raw and SmackDown there, too. Raw and SmackDown, I think, are two or three weeks. Oh, no, never mind. Oh, I guess you're right. They're a month behind. Oh, shoot. I thought since NXT was a week back that they would do the same thing. No, NXT, they have different contracts. Well, that sucks. Oh, aren't they in Hulu or something? I think SmackDown is. I don't think Raw is anymore. And Raw only had, like, a condensed version. Or did Raw go to Peacock? Well, anyway. I can probably watch the Spanish version on <laughs> on the... Just mute it? No, I, I, I enjoy listening to Spanish commentary because you can hear a little bit of the English. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we will talk about Monday Night Raw on Thursday. We also talk about NXT on Thursday. And we'll talk about Kyrie saying and a lot more on Thursday. Evan, that it for the show? Yes, I'm ready to eat. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, you've been listening to the edition number 44 of the No Marks Out podcast. Next edition on Thursday will be 45, two helpings of No Marks this week. You can find No Marks Loud on Facebook. Go to Facebook, type in the search bar, No Marks Allowed. Evan Williamson manages that page. So you can harass him for liking wrestling or whatever. Or liking not wrestling, I guess I should say. Or whatever you like. You can also find us on various sources where you can listen to your favorite types of podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and tune in. CastBox is coming never And you can also find me writing for the Country Herald at countryherald.com. And then you'll find my byline. Or basically all the sports stuff is written by me. And also, the Sports Fixin's Podcast. Justin Minkley and I, not too sure what we're going through this week, but we will be definitely going through a couple of lists. Lists seem to be a, a thing that we very much like to do on that show. The first power rankings from uh, NBC's Sunday Night Football are out for the 2020 season. I think that list is very wrong. Uh, We will definitely, Justin and I, be talking about that list on the show. The Cubs and Sox have played a couple of baseball games. I am at least going to mention it. 
because I know Minkley is not the biggest baseball fan in the world, and I'm sure Minkley will have hockey news, and we'll have more things by then, of course. So, please tune in to the Sports Fixings Podcast. You can find that on Spotify and on Anchor, or go to Facebook, type in the search bar, Sports Fixins. That is F-I-X-I-N-S for Fixins. For Evan Williamson, I am Michael Bagg, reminding you all to stay safe, stay healthy, have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night. Bye-bye, everybody.